Yeah, we got some options. We got lots of yeah. options. Yeah. We just don't. We just don't got lots of money. So I'm interested in checking out this um, Tenth Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company bourbon. Because mm-hmm. when I look at it, it's got this figure. This you know, marching soldier, I'm guessing, on the um, on the front uh, of the bottle, but I don't I don't know that it's a soldier. I don't know what the soldier mm-hmm. is carrying. I don't know. I'm I would think it's a rifle. To... Right, but what's that slung on the back? And what rifle looks like that? Drink Just carrying it upside down. Drink to glory. Huh. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in hearing. Uh, the story behind that. Hopefully, it's it's there in the notes. We should probably <clears throat> kick this thing off. But yeah, yeah. Let, let's go <laughs> ahead and get into it. How about it? Let's do it. Welcome, dear listener, to the Save of the Burn podcast. My name is Jonathan. Across the table from me is Mister W Two. How do you do? How do you do? I'm doing all right. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. All right. So um, uh, tonight we're gonna try the Tenth uh, Mountain. Bourbon whiskey. It's a 92 proof offering from uh, 10th Mountain uh, Whiskey and Spirit Company out of Colorado. But before we get into that, thank you for listening on your favorite podcast app of choice. Um, uh, give us a like and a comment and a follow on on that for sure. That way you don't miss out on any of our episodes. And because um, uh, you know, Mister W two puts a lot of work in these things. He's always editing out my uh, my. My, my mush mouth, like just then with the editing, <laughs> he'll leave that in there because that's pretty fucking funny. But uh, one, of the, one of these times, I, I'm going to I'm going to create a duplicate session of this, that and would I'm be great, and I'm going to edit everything down mm-hmm. to just nothing but um, um, uh, um so, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, That would be great. <laughs> That'll be a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> a bonus that everybody wants to skip. What in the hell? I'd probably listen to it 37 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time I hear it. Maybe it's a YouTube short. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. YouTube short. <laughs> right at 60 seconds of just... Right. Um, just um, nothing um, but guttural noises. <laughs> 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 Henry stomping around upstairs. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell was that? That was a Henry Soros. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for following along on our uh, social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, most especially YouTube, where all of these full-length audio-only episodes are included. And we got lots of uh, lots of little um, shorts up there. We just mentioned those. Uh, we got lots of little shorts in there on uh, some of the cocktails that we mix up. And uh, we, uh, we, we have a lot of fun with it. We take a lot of pride in what we do. So hopefully that comes through on the uh, on the viewer or listener's end and uh we definitely appreciate the feedback uh, that you guys are sending along on uh, info at savertheburn.com jonathan at savertheburn.com and w2 at savertheburn.com that's where you send your your emails we're always happy to hear from you and of course you know uh we'd like to hear from you on your in your in your comments 
on the yeah, on yeah. the on the YouTube videos and stuff. So that said, uh, let's get into this Tenth uh, Mountain Bourbon Whiskey from Tenth yeah. Mountain Whiskey and Spirits Company out of Colorado. What can you tell me about it? This is a no age statement. It comes in at ninety two proof, classified as an American Bourbon Whiskey. Hmm. And the last one we did was from Breckenridge, and this mm-hmm. one actually comes from Vail. So reading through here a little bit. Mm. Ah, the Colorado. The Rockies, Hmm. fancy ski centers, breathtaking, beautiful nature, and a growing hub of craft distilleries that are giving the rest of the country's distilleries plenty to worry about. Tenth Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company from the ski town of Vail is one of them. It was named after the soldiers of the Tenth Mountain Division that arrived in the 1940s to train a few miles outside of Vail so they would be prepared for the harsh climates of the Italian Alps. Mm. Based in Camp Hale, they were later deployed to Italy's Apennine Mountains to battle the German army in World War One. Spoiler alert, they did more than well. A tribute to the soldiers' bravery and the mountain lifestyle, the distillery launched an excellent range of spirits that includes bourbon, rye, brandy, vodka, cordial, and moonshine. That's funny you said moonshine because I picked up a little bit of a, a <clears throat> corn moonshine on the on the on, on the, the nose. nose. Yeah. yeah. But what well, really strikes me is sourdough and like a, a mm. French toast, right off yep, the top. I can see that. The next paragraph says, 10th Mountain Bourbon Whiskey starts with a mash bill of 75% corn. Fuck yes. So, you know, forget the 51% corn to make it a bourbon. Mm-hmm. 75% corn. So I like a good corn whiskey. It's been exclusively the locally sourced Colorado grain. Perfect. This drama is proof that good bourbon doesn't need to be made in Kentucky. Ooh, throwing some shade. <laughs> the palate is smooth and medium-bodied. Packed with flavors of toasted nuts, vanilla, oak, and honey. Mm. And it's got the awards to show. The notorious Jim Murray of the Whiskey Bible awarded it 92 points. Mm. And then there's also gold from Global Spirits Competition. All right. Gold from North American and Bourbon Competition. Gold from Denver International Spirits Festival. See, they're not just proud of it. I mean, they're they're very specific where, where, where they got their gold. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Bringing it back to uh, Jim Beam Black Label, that extra age, they got a gold gold label too. They did. I don't know what the label was. I've already forgotten. I drank that memory away with several of those bottles. Because ever since ever since we opened that first bottle and picked up the, got our first sniff, like, that family size jug that uh, yeah, the Carl Carl Carlo, gave us. Yeah, like he, oh, man, thank you so much, Carlo. You you really. Kick the the door wide open on <laughs> on a very tasty bourbon uh, from Jim Beam, but um, uh, my favorite Jim Beam produced distillery, you know, um, Beam Jim Beam Suntory was uh, what we did uh, uh, a few episodes ago. Oh, the Bookers, the Bookers, that was stupid good. <gasps> yes, and then one hundred thirty point five. You, you couldn't even tell it was 135. You could tell it had some fucking heat. Yep. But it, I mean, for for 135, it, it was it was damn near astonishing how how good that was. Yeah, that was so good. And the stag, the stag was almost as, as delicious. Mm-hmm. It was it was very good too. And that was 130 proof. So much dark chocolate on that one. Yeah, and if, if you want to know the 
uh, what if you want to listen back to those episode episodes on what it is we're talking about, you can find those anywhere in uh, uh, any of the podcast apps. They have them all uh, listed out. And it was uh, what maybe four, five episodes ago. Mm-hmm. It was it was after uh, after Thanksgiving, but uh, before now. So just go on go on back there and check it out. You want to want to get this on the palate? Let's do it. Yeah. Hmm. That's the way a corn whiskey should taste. Yep. It's still got a little bit of that sourdough on the on the palate, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. What, what does it say here on the notes? Sweet and medium long with lingering vanilla. That's all you could give us? What the hell? So, <laughs> oak and honey. Oak and honey. Yeah. Okay. So the oak is there. Nice. The oak kind of takes it back. It's like I have this uh, maple syrup. It's 100% pure maple syrup because that's how I roll. Uh, that was aged in an oak, an ex-whiskey barrel cask. So to me, it tastes... Like um, the oaky, the oakiness and mapleiness combined that that you get from that that whole you know experience or whatever mm-hmm. in this mixed with the with the sourdough French toast kind of thing, but it's still got uh, that corn that and that's the corn whiskey is like the main body of it. It's like eighty percent of the taste of it for me. The other twenty percent is the uh, the the French toast with that. That that barrel aged mm-hmm. maple syrup on top of it. I feel like that extra corn is definitely giving way to some of that moonshine kind of a yeah aroma on the nose and palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, I haven't met a Colorado whiskey that I don't like. I would agree with. I that. don't know what the hell it is they're doing over there, but well. it's good. <laughs> and it's it's on the other side of good. It's damn near fucking great those high distilleries <laughs> <laughs> yeah that breckenridge distillery with its highest <laughs> highest distillery in the world i'm guessing and the finish is good too it's warm it's lingering it's sweet it's got that corn it's got that vanilla mm-hmm. and there's just nothing wrong with it bottle presentation though what do we call that like a shouldered flask is that a flask style bottle it looks like it i'm not it kind of does look like it it's 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 not quite the west bottom whiskey company style Mm, bottle uh there's definitely a outward taper from bottom to top but yeah it definitely makes me wonder if it's a flask style it's it's Mm -hmm. like a squashed type of bottle like uh with a like a maple is that is that you think that'd be a maple topper natural core yeah it looks it looks like natural cork. Yeah, because it's kind of modeled there in appearance. Mm-hmm. I like it. Seeing the uh, the soldier on the front, I, just the silhouette, like the white silhouette, it's kind of hard to tell what is what's going on there. But it does say World War One. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, there's a story behind it. Yeah, so that could be there. That could be yeah, like you said, the the rifle, like the uh, the bolt action, and that's just how he's carrying it with mm-hmm. the. With the um, with the pointy side down, looks like my uh, guitar player Ernie's like fucking around with his rig, trying to come up with different things. <laughs> that, that explains why my phone's going fucking crazy because him and the and the rest of the band are you know Damn the group guitar text. players, right? They're all like <laughs> fucking like oh yeah, that's fucking cool. You know, machine gun fucking text. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? So I'll give that plus. That plus that plus that. Divide that by two, and I've got. You know, one of the things I, I like. That. One of the things I like about this bottle is 
we spent some, spent some time uh, the last couple of weeks just talking about bottle presentation mm-hmm. and that balance of simplicity mm-hmm. versus yeah Chandler was the information one that really emphasized his his value of uh, simplicity on yeah. the label and this one's got it I I like this one because they have really really reduced and simplified the overall bottle it looks like it's ink printed right to the bottle mm-hmm. with uh and it's one color so it's, it's just white ink mm-hmm. letting the the uh warm amber gold mm-hmm. uh color of the the bourbon to to show through but then you have this little bitty actual stick on label that's going to have your proof and the size of the bottle and you know whatever all the necessary else is. legal information yep. down at the bottom that you always get the and fine it, print and it looks like it's handwritten the you know the proof yeah. and all that might be handwritten in there so to me it's a it's a nice balance between giving us a very simple label that just tells us what we need to know mm-hmm. and then a nice organized small label for all the extra stuff right below all that mm-hmm. it's got the uh the little tape decal that goes up and over mm-hmm. uh the the stopper like you said it's uh you know a maple i don't know i don't think that's a walnut uh topper but it's got a it looks like it's got a natural uh cork to it and uh and and it's a it's a unique shaped bottle you know it, it's similar to like you said the uh the flask styles mm-hmm. but i feel like the the upward taper on yeah. it makes it a little bit makes unique it stand out a little bit yeah yeah it's a yeah it's like cool. it's a taper it's not a shoulder mm-hmm. i mean it could be some shoulder pads yeah like a shoulder <laughs> you know torso kind of look to it but uh yeah this would um this may not jump off the shelf and like you know grab you and say hey fucking pick yeah. me dickweed but uh really maybe the, the maybe this is the kind of stuff we need to be looking out for yeah because going by the label and uh and the taste it's like they purposefully made the label simple um because they knew they were confident in the fact that what they have inside that bottle it's going to speak for itself absolutely what'd you give it on the nose i gave it a 4-0 i'm not too far behind you i'm uh Three and three quarters. Three and three quarter. That that's not bad at all. How about the palate? <clears throat> I I enjoyed the palate. I gave it a three and a half. You enjoyed the palate, but you gave it a three and a half. Three and a half is that's better, good in your better. world. A three and a half is good in your world. Who hurts you? I mean, who hurts you? W two. Was it me? Was I an be- asshole today? We're better than average. We are better than average. We are better. I liked it so much. I gave it a four and a half. All right. Yeah. I. Yeah. You you gave it a, a three and a half. Yeah, I okay. I, I felt like there was just a little bit more of that ethanol kind of a, a flavor. You know what? I uh, didn't even pick up pick that up. Um, you know that 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 straight shine kind of a, a flavor mm-hmm. than what I typically would like. Yeah, that's something we didn't even look at. What is what are the flavor cards say we got? The flavor card. The thing that one of one of the things I love about Flaviar is they have really good, solid, thorough tasting notes and about content for the distillery. But then they do this thing that they call their flavor wheel, where they do kind of a... a it's it's based off of like a nautical type uh, shape. 
and then they put little pictures that represent all the different uh, flavor components and how they kind of fit within that that spiral, the uh, the, the tasting uh, spiral. And they've got sweet kind of at the center of that, and then going radiating out from that, they have vanilla, oak, honey, smooth. Is smooth a tasting <laughs> attribute? I mean, I guess it is. Uh, toasted, nutty, soft, and lingering. So, and I definitely think it's it's sweet. But when I see this sweet icon with the sprinkles, confetti type sprinkles, to me that speaks to a different type of sweetness than yeah. what I get on this. Yeah, that's like cupcake sprinkles. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't pick up on cupcake sweet. Yeah, the tasting notes, you know, talk about vanilla, oak, honey, lingering vanilla, sweet and medium long, more lingering vanilla on the finish. And I agree with all that. I think there's also a lot of corn, mm-hmm. a little bit of oak, and yeah, I, I, I picked up on a good amount of that moonshine ethanol mm-hmm. on the nose and on the palate. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't so so uh, in tune with the ethanol part of it, or maybe maybe you're maybe what you say and what I relate that with are, are two different things. Um, but yeah, the 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 corn the corn the corn moonshine I picked up on the mm-hmm. nose almost right away. It was a, it was a toss up between that and the and the French toast, you know, sourdough. But you know the the aged maple. Uh, syrup on the French toast kind of caught me off guard. It was a pleasant surprise for me. So I wrote down a simple corn whiskey with a sourdough sweet saturation that will leave you satisfied. Colorado knows what they're doing, and this offering is proof positive. Try it today. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. I, I was I was very happy with this. Very happy with this. I would not be offended if a friend ro- walked into a mm-hmm. party that I threw... <clears throat> And like, hey man, this this is pretty good. You know, it's not the best out there in the world. But I'm like, no, no, bro, this is mighty fine. This is good. And I don't know if we mentioned or not, but this is uh, on Flaviar. This is a sixty dollar bottle. Sixty. That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. I mean, we're we're talking seventy five percent corn. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Seventy five percent corn, ninety two proof. Um, it's not. It's not super complex on the nose or on the on the palate, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the flavors that came through were, you know, breakfast sweet, delicious. Uh, this was this would be a great a great uh, bourbon to throw into a uh, an old fashioned, and uh, oh, yeah. or yeah. just uh, just drink it neat. There's absolutely nothing wrong mm-hmm. with this um, neat. But uh, you know, some folks can't handle that. You got to throw an ice cube at it. Do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna judge you. So, um, shit, I didn't write down your. Did you give me bottle presentation? We haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, good. <laughs> Next, what about finish? I gave it a four and a quarter on the finish. What did you give it? I gave it three and three quarters. Okay, that's not that's not bad. I don't know why I scoff at three and a half, but three and three quarters <laughs> is okay. I guess I guess four four is kind of the benchmark where I want it to be. Yeah. So when it's you know in the ballpark, I guess I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, how about uh, bottle presentation? I gave it four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. I gave it a three and a half. <laughs> I just I was we just not flip flop. I wasn't wowed by this. Uh, 
you know, at all. Like, it, I, if I saw this on the shelf, I would probably keep walking. Yep. Just if, like that soldier. Yeah, just keep walking through the Rocky Mountains, <laughs> preparing yourself for the Italian Alps. Oof. World War One. What a motherfucker. Had you, you, have you spent time mm-hmm. at the World War One Memorial here? In oh, I have. Liberty it is Memorial? awesome. I like to go every, every Veterans Day. Yeah. Because, you know, you're guaranteed to have something a little bit different. Yeah, sure, they have you know, 90% of the same thing that they have all year, every year. But they have so much stuff that they'll never see the end of, of rotating those artifacts mm-hmm. that they have. Have you ever been down to um, Union Station at night when they have the um, the sea of those red flowers projected on the north side of of the, Not uh, at memorial. Union Station, but I was on the memorial one night when they did that uh, a couple well, of years that's ago. That's what I mean. If you're at, I think it was it, the hundredth yes. anniversary. If you're at Union Station, looking up the hill at the memorial, they projected that on there. So instead of just the darkness, kind of losing what's all up there, you see the 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 whole memorial mm. with those those red flowers projected on there mm. super super cool yeah those little red flowers the poppies the poppies is what they yeah. are and and for those that, that aren't familiar with it i guess here in kansas city just because we have at the liberty memorial we're all pretty familiar. the only world war one memorial yeah there are there are other memorials and museums uh, that have exhibits I guess in, this is involving the only national memorial specifically dedicated to World War 1 yeah. in in the country I, I don't know if it's the only one in the world but it's definitely in the United States yep. and I you know I'm very proud of that I'm very proud of Kansas City for having that stuff not just being the Paris of the, of the Midwest <laughs> with all our fountains and um you know, and all the all the great thing and the barbecue and the other good stuff that we have going on with Kansas City, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that thing. If you're an out of towner and you're looking for a place to spend some time, definitely yeah. you got to check out Liberty Memorial. And they have things on their menu. They have a little kitchen down there, a cafe, and uh, some I have of the not things eaten there. Right, most of it's meat, I think. But uh, I mean, one of the things they have on there is shit on a shingle, the chipped <laughs> beef. That is what they yeah. call it. But um. Uh, they said um, it's. Uh, it was very indicative of of what the, they would be eating on the in the trenches. Because trench warfare was, you know, the name of the game in World War One, and then the gassing came, and people would try to gas the enemy and accidentally gas themselves. And like, fuck, that's where we got uh, mustard gas, I think, mm-hmm. uh, where, where it started. But um, yeah, the uh, the poppy uh, became the. Uh, the the symbol the flower of uh, of World War One for remembering because um uh, the main battlefield of when it all kind of came to a head was uh, there uh, 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 Verdun and um, the battlefield the area still shows the marks of um, you know of where the craters from from all the bombs mm-hmm. and all the all the the ground was a complete mess it, it was all just soil overturned and uh, smoldering, you know, bombshells and bodies and just, you know, the chaos and the hell of war was on full display there. And um, after all of the war machines were removed and the bodies were sent to uh, their families and, and their towns to be buried properly, um, uh, well, that could be recovered anyway, um, The um, that hellish landscape came back alive with millions upon millions of of poppies in that field because mm-hmm. um you know they didn't have anything to compete with 
um, as far as their growing habits go. They like uh, very light agitation on, and, and top, uh, top dressing on the soil, and that's exactly what they got. So uh, when you go into the Liberty Memorial, uh, you'll cross the threshold <clears throat> across a, a glass bridge, oh, and, yeah. and underneath you is a, a recreation of the field mm-hmm. of, of Verdun. And you can kind of see the waviness in the ground, uh, but you see just all these poppies everywhere. And of course, yeah, they're plastic because poppies don't really grow too well indoors. But um, <laughs> indoors underground, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So uh, all these poppies, like uh, you're, there's a field of you know maybe two or three thousand poppies, but every poppy um, uh, down there represents like uh, one or two hundred soldiers. Mm-hmm. That that died on the battlefield that day, and it's it's very sobering, very sobering. I mean, I, it's hard not to be emotional when you go through that uh, that whole uh, that whole thing, uh, the whole uh, uh, you know expanse of all the exhibits and, and things that they have going on down there. But um, the first time I went, out. yeah, the first time I went in there, I was amazed how much is in there. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, just. What you see on surface level, it doesn't look like a very large space. It there's, doesn't. It's, the structure itself there. does not look that impressive. But man, that the whole thing is—it's deep. They've there's tanks down there. Tanks. Yeah. Tanks. And uh, jeeps and other vehicles. A Harley. There's there's um, a World War One Harley down there. Yeah. Uh, every grenade that that has ever been made, uh, well up to that point, is in there. Mm-hmm. The first pineapple style grenades are down there. Yep. There's a whole theater uh, down there where they that they theater, do. Uh, it's moving. Kind of a yeah. It, it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, it's a good sized theater where they do a lot of light and shadow mm-hmm. uh, and projection on there, and it. it it's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I can't sit through that that theater uh, production that they have down there and leave with a dry eye. I'm always like, take my money, take my money. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's something else. What did that? Uh, getting back to the uh, the bourbon here. What did the? Uh, what did your overall rating end up being? Mine landed at seven and five eighths. Seven, seven six two five five eighths. I got eight and an eighth. Eight point one two five. You're just right over it. Just right over that 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 eight point threshold. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it. It wasn't as um, uh, like overly sweet that some others can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like the Colorado whiskey we tried uh, last week, the Breckenridge, uh, the Breckenridge PX Sherry Cask Finish. Mm. That was sweet. Like nobody's business sweet like it had no business being that sweet it was so good (laughs) so good that's almost a dessert whiskey or almost yeah i mean it'd it'd be a great whiskey to start your day i call that a good breakfast whiskey (laughs) (laughs) but uh even going back to the axe and the oak colorado mountain bourbon whiskey we tried it was like a 92 proof depending on what Mm -hmm. papers you're reading that was also really sweet and it was really good this is not as sweet but it's still sweet and it's got that sourdough French toast thing going for it too. So this might make a good uh, breakfast whiskey. You know, if you like if you like black coffee, you'll probably love this as a breakfast whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, do you have any closing thoughts on this? I I enjoyed this one. I did too. And and I enjoyed getting a little bit of a story mm-hmm. with it. So you know, it's not just 
you know another distillery that just decided to pop up in the mountains Mm -hmm. there's there's actually a rhyme and reason yeah um behind who and why they are Mm mm-hmm and you know this is as good as time as any uh we we said uh you know a thank you to the troops on the uh uh veterans day um episode when my son was mm-hmm. here um uh i mean this this involves uh the world war one uh, uh soldiers so uh just once again we'll we'll double down on that you know thank you to all you uh you soldiers out there world war one you know post and prior like this country would not be what it is uh, without their sacrifice and all the things that they do. And, you know, most of them that I've talked to is like, yeah, my job really wasn't that great. I wasn't out there fighting on the front lines. I wasn't jumping out of planes, saving third world countries from the tyranny of, of communism. And it wasn't like that. Like, all I did is I like um, my my old drummer, Jake, he was in the Marines and one of his while he was stationed in Baghdad one of the things uh he was assigned to do was to stand guard and watch a door he had to guard the door with every bit of intent and and uh purpose that a marine has and that was just his job that's what yep. he was supposed to do and so that's what he did until he was assigned something else yep. and i mean it can be that monotonous that boring well but l- like your like your son absolutely said absolutely fucking essential yeah. like your son said you know he's like i just turn wrenches that's it's a, like that, well that's all he does t- turning those wrenches means the planes are operational yeah means those planes can perform you're keeping those flyboards alive yeah and without the surveillance that those planes get we'd be in a different landscape right now we'd have a little more pock marks in our in our soil in certain <laughs> areas and alaska probably wouldn't still be ours it'd be russia's it belonged to mother yep. russia i mean not that canadia couldn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're they're i'm sure they have an army but i don't know if they're doing anything with it they're happy to they're just happy to be canada <laughs> Oh, Canada. And, you know, Canada, we never, I don't think we've ever touched on any Canadian whiskey. Like, Not of course, yet. Crown Royal. But there's, uh, we've talked about Canadian mist and how it's not even Canadian. It's actually somebody else mm-hmm. uh, here in the States that makes it, which is weird. But, yeah, maybe we should uh, dive into uh, some uh, Canadian whiskeys, Canadian bourbons, uh, sometime here in the next year. Yeah, on our on our second year of the Savor the Burn podcast. And if uh, that's something that you're uh, you're looking forward to, like us, the second year of the Savor the Burn podcast, definitely uh, click follow on all your favorite podcast apps. Make sure that you're uh, staying up to date and uh, you're following us, subscribed, whatever you want to call it, on YouTube, because uh, all of our full length episodes are uploaded there, as long as our shorts, not our under shorts but our <laughs> our youtube shorts are our little videos of uh one minute and under um we're very happy with the those are usually the uh uh the cocktails that we make and uh so on and so forth but yeah definitely uh definitely uh check those out if you're not already and if you are a thousand a thousand thanks headed your way thank you so much for doing all that uh send your correspondence uh emails to info at savertheburn.com uh send me uh an email a personal email jonathan at savertheburn.com send a, a personal email to 
W2 at SaverTheBird.com if you want to tell Wayne uh, just how magnificent that beard is. <laughs> it's a good-looking beard. looks better every time I see it. So uh, no matter what you're drinking, who you're drinking it with, even if it is Canadian, and we don't know anything about that yet during this podcast, it doesn't matter. Always remember to keep on burning. burning.